Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today about the show. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the podcast. On today's show, we're talking about how to measure the financial merit of an investment. How do you compare two investments that pay the investor according to differing formulas? Some investments pay greater cash flow. Others have more aggressive loan principal paydown schedules. Others are creating value through forced appreciation. We're not even going to talk about the topic of risk since that's an entirely different subject. So how do you compare these dissimilar investments? On yesterday's show, we talk about the equity multiple as a metric for evaluating the merits of an investment. It's a very simple metric to calculate and involves adding up all the cash flow from an investment and dividing by the initial investment, but has a major drawback in that it neglects time. Getting a three times equity multiple in one year is clearly a better investment than one that takes 50 years to achieve three times your money. Perhaps a rate of return calculation would be more meaningful, but here too, there are multiple calculations you can perform. The most comprehensive of all is the internal rate of return. The simplest investment to understand is a fixed income security. Think of a certificate of deposit with a bank. You put in $100, a year later the bank allows you to redeem the certificate and you get $103 back. The annualized rate of return is a simple 3%. The math to calculate the rate of return for that simple cash flow is about as simple as it gets. But if you have a real estate investment that's appreciating at say 2% a year, with 4 to 1 bank leverage, paying out a 5% preferred return, and has one-time forced appreciation of 30% in value in year two, and you predict a whole time for five years, what's the rate of return now? Well, if your head is spinning, you're probably not alone. This is where the internal rate of return metric comes in. Calculating the internal rate of return requires quite a bit of complex math. It's a time value of money calculation for a stream of cash flows over the life of investment. Payments happening now are considered to be worth more than payments in the future. For the pure mathematicians in the audience, I'm not going to go into all the math that the internal rate of return calculation entails, nor the related net present value calculation. I can assure you I've done all those calculations many times as part of my engineering degree. Fortunately, most spreadsheet programs, including Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel, and Apple Numbers, have a built-in function that calculates the internal rate of return without requiring you to do a ton of math. The IRR function assumes that you have a stream of cash flows that occur on a regular schedule. So for example, if you expect regular monthly payments from a project, the IRR function can handle that with no problem. If your timeframes are not consistent, there's another function called XIRR, which I'm not gonna cover in today's show, that can handle differing time periods. The payment amount can vary each month, as long as the time element remains regular. If you have a month with zero cash flow, that's no problem. If you have a month with negative cash flow, that's not a problem either. If you have a large lump sum payment on the sale of the asset or cash distribution in the middle as a result of a refinance, that's not a problem. The IRR function is one of the most powerful tools for measuring financial rates of return. But if you're not an Excel wizard, the idea of using formulas can seem a little scary. And the purpose of today's show is to demystify that and make it accessible to anyone who's passed at least 8th grade mathematics. In order to assist in that process, I've created a very simple Excel tutorial that you can get for free. Just send me an email to victor at victorjm.com with the words IRR in the subject line, that's three letters in the subject, and I'll send you a copy of the Excel file and a short two-minute YouTube video that walks you through the Excel file. In the tutorial, you'll see 
three differing examples starting with the simplest case of a savings bond and ending with a much more complex case involving negative cash flow, a refinance, and ultimately the sale of a property. And what's amazing is that in all three cases, the exact same formula is used to calculate the rate of return. The IRR function can handle virtually every stream of cash flows that you can throw at it. So if you send an email to victor at victorjm.com with IRR in the subject line, I'll make the rate of return calculation accessible for any listener of the podcast in under two minutes. Surely you can afford a two-minute investment of time to end your day financially more competent than when you started. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.